0: Welcome to episode 173. I'm Emma Scott, Senior Workplace Relations Consultant. Joining me today is Madeline White, Workplace Relations Advisor. Welcome, Maddie. Thanks, Emma. Now, this may be your first time appearance in a podcast, but you're well acquainted with what's about to occur. Yes, I am. So you have a clue in front of you um, to try and help you decide what topic we'll be talking about. So from that clue, can you guess what we might be talking about?
1: Well, it's a little interesting. Okay, so I've got a photo of a girl, I think it's Amy Shark yep. um, and some broccoli mm-hmm. and then a photo of a hotel. Um, I don't know. It's me a little bit. Maybe it has something to do with an employee who works at a hotel in the food area.
0: That is pretty amazing for your first guess. It is actually about a case related related to an unfair dismissal of an employee called Amy Green, hence the broccoli. Amy Green instead of uh, Amy Shark. And obviously with um, broccoli, they're known as florets, but this hotel is known as Florette Hotel. Ah. So that's what we'll be discussing today.
1: That makes sense. Okay. So the case that we're talking about was the recent Fair Work Commission decision. So it's Amy Green and Florette, which was a Fair Work Commission full bench case. Um, what is the case in relation to?
0: So the case relates to a full-time employee with prior casual service who was terminated and made an unfair dismissal claim.
1: Okay. So what was the outcome of the case? So on the
0: 11th of November, 2020, the full bench concluded that casual hours need not be predictable and regular.
1: This case is an appeal against the decision of Deputy President President Bennett that was made on the 3rd of September 2020. Can you elaborate on what the case involved?
0: Yeah, so the applicant commenced employment with Florey Hotel as a casual food and beverage attendant on the 24th of February 2019. In or around August 2019, uh, the employer advised the casual employee it was not financially viable to have the applicant working as a casual, and offered the applicant a full-time position.
1: That offer was initially rejected, though?
0: Yes, the applicant initially rejected the offer as they preferred the penalty rates and flexibility that came with being a casual.
1: But the applicant did agree to become a full-time employee in the end?
0: Yeah, further discussions occurred in uh, December 2019, and on the 20th of January, the employee did sign um, a contract for full-time employment.
1: What happened after this?
0: So following that, on the 4th of March, 2020, the applicant was stood down from their employment because of the government directive to close hospitality venues. Then on the 15th of April, 2020, the respondent advised the applicant that their position would be made redundant and that the employment would cease on the following day, the 16th of April, 2020.
1: So the applicant was unsuccessful in their initial application. Yeah, that's right. What was the Commission's reasons for rejecting the claim in the first instance? So the
0: Deputy President dismissed the case in September on the basis that the employee had not served a minimum six-month period at the employer in order to qualify for the unfair dismissal application.
1: Okay, so when does an employee become eligible for the unfair dismissal protections to apply?
0: So they do need to meet the minimum engagement period of six months.
1: This includes casual service?
0: Yeah, that's correct.
1: What counts towards the minimum engagement period for a casual?
0: So really the employment must be on a regular and systematic basis.
1: Okay, so Deputy Bennett, Bennett, summarised the principles of the expression regular and systematic employment.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, these were derived from case authorities concerning the interpretation and application of the expression.
1: Can you elaborate on what Deputy Bennett considered to be reg- a regular basis?
0: Uh, really, that was about the term regular implies a repetitive pattern and does not mean frequent, often uniform or constant. Um, that a regular basis may, however, be um, constituted by frequent, though unpredictable engagements.
1: Okay. And what about systemic basis?
0: Uh, Really, that the term systematic requires the engagement uh, be something that could fairly be called a system, method or plan.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Is there anything else an employee had to establish?
0: Yeah, so a casual employee must also establish that they had a reasonable expectation of continuing employment by the employer on a regular and systematic basis.
1: So the Commission found that the applicant didn't meet the minimum period despite the previous period of casual service?
0: Yeah, that's despite the uh, applicant almost having a year of casual service prior to the three uh, full months of full-time employment.
1: What was the applicant's argument?
0: Well, the applicant actually argued that exact point. Uh, They outlined that the six-month test had been met because of the length of previous casual service.
1: And what did the Commission have to say about this argument? So the
0: the deputy president stated that whilst the attendant worked as a casual employee for almost a year before accepting the full-time employment, that the casual tenure could not be counted.
1: Mm, How so?
0: Well, really, the um, deputy president determined that the applicant's um, irregular hours meant they lacked a reasonable expectation of continuing employment on a regular and systematic basis.
1: What evidence did the deputy president rely on when reaching that conclusion?
0: So the deputy president placed decisive weight on the applicant's roster and the working pattern.
1: What did the deputy president find in the analysis of the rosters? So
0: the review of timesheet records revealed that the applicant's actual hours of work varied widely from week to week until appointed to full time.
1: So there did not appear to be a pattern
0: or system to the allocation of the rosters? Uh, Well, the deputy president couldn't find one, no.
1: Uh, So how were the rosters prepared?
0: So the rosters were prepared on a weekly basis and the applicant stated that they were given the first choice of available hours.
1: That's interesting. What did the commission have to say about the process? Uh,
0: Really that it implies that the roster was not fixed from week to week, nor were the hours of work. uh, And that it also indicated that the employee was uh, entitled to decline work.
1: What was the significance of the finding by the deputy president's finding that the hours were not regular? Essentially that the irre-
0: irregularity of the applicant's hours of work did not support a reasonable expectation of regular and systematic work.
1: What did the applicant contend?
0: They contended that uh, they indeed did work a basic roster every week and only additional hours were worked on an as required basis. Uh, In addition, there was a reasonable expectation of um, work going on, going forward, because the pattern of work and responsibilities.
1: The Deputy President still didn't find in favour of the applicant?
0: No, the Deputy President was not persuaded by the argument and the application was dismissed as a result.
1: The decision was appealed though?
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: What happened in the full bench appeal? The full bench found that the
0: Deputy President misconstrued the provisions of the Act and the decision was squashed.
1: What exactly was the full bench so critical of? The full bench was um,
0: held that the Deputy President had wrongly treated as the decisive um, consideration that the applicant's hours of work did not appear to be consistent or predictable from
1: week to week. And this interpretation is inconsistent with the Act?
0: Yes, the full bench found that it was inconsistent with the proper construction of the expression employment on a regular and systematic basis.
1: Did the full bench refer to any other
0: findings when reaching their decision? Yeah, they referred to the finding of a Uralara um, employer decision that we've just got on screen and that we did cover off in podcast 141.
1: Can you give members a quick recap?
0: So yeah, in terms of a recap, the court determined that the pattern of hours worked pursuant to casual engagement did not necessarily need to be regular, predictable, or assured to meet the regular and systematic threshold.
1: The full bench was critical of how the deputy president treated the hours of work as the decisive consideration.
0: Yeah, the full bench stated that the hours of work should have merely been one of a number of relevant considerations in the uh, analysis that was done.
1: So what are the other factors that should be taken into account in cases such as this? So contractual terms, the working
0: relationship, the periods of engagement, the frequency of work, the number of hours worked, the type of work and then normal arrangements for someone engaged to perform that type of work
1: how did the full bench find in favor of the applicant so
0: firstly the full bench concluded that in respect to section 483 2a roman numeral one uh, that the applicant's employment as a casual employee was actually on a regular and systematic basis from the 4th of march 2019 until the applicant became a permanent uh, full-time employee
1: So, how did the full bench conclude that the employment was regular?
0: So, they found that the work was um, regular as demonstrated by the agreed timesheet records. So, the applicant was consistently engaged to work a substantial number of hours in every week as a casual employee. The applicant averaged approximately 36 hours uh, worked per week, which obviously that's close to full-time
1: hours. And they also found that the casual employment was systematic?
0: yeah that's correct so the bench found that the employment was systematic because the applicant worked in accordance with a roster that was established by the employer but in consultation with the applicant
1: they also assessed the timesheets
0: yeah the timesheet record showed that the applicant's rostered hours constituted the large majority of hours the applicant worked every week Uh, Any additional hours worked were only a minority proportion of the applicant's total hours.
1: What about the applicant's reasonable expectation for continuing casual employment with the respondent on a regular and systematic basis?
0: Yes, so they found in favour and found that the applicant did have a reasonable expectation of continuing employment.
1: Why was this the case?
0: It was decided um, that the expectation arose from the fact that pursuant to a roster system the applicant was employed every week um, to work a substantial number of hours except when taking pre-arranged leave and that the applicant was involved in the preparation of the rosters
1: so the fact that the applicant was involved in the preparation of the rosters was an important aspect to be considered
0: yeah, the full bench found if the applicant was effectively able to select when and for how long the applicant worked out of the available hours for each supporting week, that it's difficult to avoid the conclusion that the applicant had a reasonable expectation of continu- continuing employment on the same basis as the applicant's past employment.
1: What can our members take from this case? The biggest takeaway
0: is for our members just to ensure that they are not constricting their interpretation of the expression regular and systematic, like the initial decision of the deputy president.
1: How can uh, a member ensure that they're not implementing a narrow interpretation of the expression?
0: Uh, That's really just about making sure that each circumstance is reviewed on its own merit, having consideration to all of the factors uh, we mentioned earlier. A checklist can usually assist uh, for this purpose in addressing each consideration.
1: Okay, thanks for the summary, Emma. Really insightful. Thanks, Maddie. Mm-hmm.